Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Decision New York 2018. My name is Rich Lee. I'm a professor at St. Bonaventure University. And this is the first in a series of podcasts on the New York State's 2018 gubernatorial election uh, featuring honor students from St. Bonaventure. With me today are Aaron McNeil, Ian Joseph, and Luke Goebel. So thank you all for joining me. Um, what I thought we would do, since this is our first podcast, is talk a little bit about the candidates for people who may not be that familiar with them. And Andrew Cuomo has been a public figure for, well, he's been governor for eight years, and that's a long history before that. His challenger, Mark Malinaro, is not as well known. So, Aaron, I know you did a little bit of work early in the semester, you know, looking at Mr. Malinaro's background. Can you fill us in on who Mark Malinaro is? Yeah, of course. So, Molinaro is the and he is from Yonkers, New York, but he, at the age of 19, he became the mayor of a small village in Dutchess County called Trivoli. And so he was actually the youngest mayor in the States, I think. And um, he is currently the executive of Dutchess County. He, so he does, he has a, he's a career politician, but he has never taken on something as big as the, um, the governor's. Exactly. And so, I mean, going back to being mayor at such a young age, he does have a lot of experience, but yeah. not at this level. So so let's um, turn to, to Cuomo and Luke. I know, you know many people, he is a household name in New York, but, you know, if you could go through some of um, Andrew Cuomo's credentials and experience that he brings to the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as you stated, he's been the governor for the past eight years, so he's the, uh, the incumbent candidate in the, uh, in the race. Um, so the fact that he's got that... Um, experience under his belt really kind of helps his campaign in this case. Uh, he's got a track record for really being able to get things done. Um, some examples of that would be the Tappan Bridge, which has some complications to it. Um, on the other hand, he's also kind of known for being surrounded by corruption. Um, in the past few years, um, <clears throat> in the past few years, he's kind of been surrounded by people who've gone down for corruptions within his own um, administration. Um, like I said, including the Tappan Zee Bridge, um, there are speculations that he kind of went about that um, and opened it a little too early despite different um, safety issues. Uh, the Buffalo Billion is a big example of that. Um, people have already gone down, contractors, for corruption uh, linked directly to him. So that's something that's kind of been in his past um, throughout the years. Okay, yeah, and we've certainly talked about the corruption issue in class, but yeah, he still seems to be way ahead in the polls. So, like, Ian, can you just, you know, tell us where the race stands, right? We're 20 days away from Election Day, and so how do things look? Currently, uh, the race stands that Cuomo is going to take his third term for the New York State governor's position. Uh, just by looking at spending and all the polls that are out there, I mean, he's raised $21.5 million in funding, which is 20 times what Bolonaro has, and Surprise! They're interesting fact, 430 times what Howie Hawkins has, and he has raised the least. Um, I mean, there are predictions from from a lot of a lot of well-known political reports: the Koch report, Rothenberg political report, uh, Sabato's crystal crystal ball, the Daily Coast, Fox News, and Politico, and they all say that it's safe that the Democratic Party uh, candidate's going to win the, this election, and it's Cuomo. Uh, he's also won, uh, so he's basically won the majority in all those votes. Or, I'm sorry, he's won the majority uh, conducted in the polls from Siena College and Quinnipiac University, which are like the two major political polls for New York State. And uh, he also holds the nomination lines for four parties in New York State, whereas Molinaro only holds two, which happen to be intertwined with each other. 
and then the rest of the candidates hold their respective uh, party lines. So it really is coming down to the fact that Cuomo is probably going to be our governor again. Yeah, I mean, all signs and, you know, point to that. And, of course, anything can happen, but I think you need a perfect storm of events to, you know, for Mark Malinaro to win. Right. Uh, let's turn a little bit to issues that, you know, whoever the governor, you know, assuming it is Cuomo, but whoever is governor is going to have to address. And you recall early in the semester we spent some time um, having all the students talk about issues that were important to you because as we've seen, um, perhaps not in New York, but in other parts of the country, young people are going to have a bigger role in this fall's elections. And I think we had four different groups and came up with different issues, but the one thing that was um, every group came up with was education, some aspect of it. So I'd like to ask each of you, like, why education is such an important issue to you. And we'll start out with Erin. So. Yeah, thank you. So I think because we are college students, we are fully immersed in our education. So it's an issue that's kind of always on our minds, you know, tuition, the kind of debt that we're going to be in after we graduate, um, financial aid, things like that. And then also public and private schools. I mean, we're probably a mix of coming from either side, so we each have our own opinions on those. And it really is just like the minds of our future, which are in the hands of education. Um, so it, it's a bigger issue than kind of is talked about. Yeah. Okay. Ian, what are your thoughts? Like, why was that an issue? Oh. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So for me, and I think a lot of college students understand this. Uh, no matter what your background, is, college is really expensive. I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to have to pay it either through loans or through uh, family contribution, and it's it's not cheap. And you know, I feel like it's definitely difficult for like uh, middle class families who uh, who are 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 not like not in the worst situation but not in the best. And I feel like it's just another added expense on top of things that are already like enough of a burden. So I feel like there needs to be some sort of like a debt relief or some sort of thing that they can do for certain types of people that, that really do need it because I mean you could see it on paper that they look like they can afford it, but in all reality there's a lot of people that really can't. Yeah, and I think that's an issue most of you are grappling with. Um, Luke, what can you add to that? Yeah, so obviously as a college student myself, um, education is something that's really important to me and to a lot of uh, the younger voters out there. Um, <clears throat> for um, my family personally, to uh, I have two public teachers as parents, <laughs> so um, a lot of the decisions that are made um, directly affect my own personal life. And an education is becoming more and more expensive, but at the same time more and more important towards starting a career. So I think it's something that's going to have a real direct effect on people's lives in New York. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that the governor did, as I'm sure you all know, was to come up with a free tuition plan for, you know, I know there's some caveats with it, but I mean, certainly was a priority of his during, you know, his um, current administration. Um, let's talk about, you know, what the candidates are talking about in terms of education. And, um, you know, I'll start with you, Ian. I mean, if you looked at, you know, what sort of things Cuomo is stressing. So Governor Cuomo, uh, his old fallback is that he implemented the Excelsior Scholarship. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, for all New York State public schools, uh, SUNY and CUNY accredited schools, which relieves majority to almost all of the financial responsibility for most students. Um, there are some caveats with this. Uh, like there are uh, some financial uh, guidelines that you must fall under, um, just a, a whole a whole array of different things that can be wrong with it. I mean, there's some smaller things, but the big one is like the financial guidelines that it falls under. Um, however, Governor Cuomo claims that by doing this, it will eliminate the financial burden of student loans in the future. So uh, by being proactive now, you're able to mitigate a future issue that could potentially happen. 
And uh, he says, too, that by making college more affordable, uh, it will encourage more students to actually attend college and graduate on time, which uh, helps them create better careers. And uh, I feel like one of the issues that a lot of us that are from New York State that uh, go to a private school kind of have that same thought of is that there needs to be some kind of plan implemented with the Excelsior Scholarship to private schools, uh, especially like schools like Bonaventure, because I feel like it would be way more helpful than not. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Aaron, I know you looked at or tried to find what Molinaro was talking about in education. It wasn't readily apparent on his website, so as you did some digging, you found a few things he addressed in terms of education. What was that? Yeah, so when I went on his webpage, their real education wasn't even listed as an issue that he was touching on. Um, his big issues are tax reform and corruption, um, living in corruption in Albany, um, as well as rights for those with um, mental disabilities. and so I really had to dig to find what he was saying about education. And it turns out he, unlike Cuomo, he does not want um, more charter schools in the state. He'd rather put time and effort and money into um, making more public schools and improving public schools and making them more easily available to all New York State citizens. Um, but like I said, that was from a third-party source, right. and it wasn't directly from his webpage. So it's really not an issue that's on his um, agenda. Okay, good. Well, Luke, I'm going to ask you to put on your political analyst hat. And, you know, if Cuomo is stressing education, especially college affordability, and, you know, with Molinaro, it seems almost like an afterthought. I mean, what does that mean to you in terms of, you know, the, you know, the campaign and the election? Yeah, so uh, the fact that Cuomo's got higher education, well, education, particularly higher education, so high on his agenda, um, I think that could really resonate with the younger voters in New York. Even those who don't necessarily qualify for the Excelsior Scholarship, um, I think, it's still him showing that he's got their demographic in mind and he's making it a priority. Whereas um, with Molinero, I don't know if he's expecting a lower voter turnout for younger uh, New Yorkers like we've seen in the past. Um, so I, I don't know if that kind of contributes towards the fact that he doesn't have education as high on his list and the fact that he's kind of focusing on the issues that Cuomo, um, that don't really resonate with people who don't support Cuomo, or do resonate with who don't support Cuomo. Um, so I'd say, just given the political climate this year, I think we're going to see a lot more younger voters at the at the uh, at the midterm elections. And for that reason, I think it's really going to help help Cuomo Cuomo out the polls. Okay, good. I'm going to ask you uh, one more question. Kind of that's the last question we're going to go around. But um, we're 20 days away from the election. What do you see happening in the 20 days? I mean, what do you think Cuomo is going to be doing? What do you think we're going to see from Molinaro? So I think we'll be seeing Cuomo continue to highlight the accomplishments that he's had in office over the past eight years um, and showing that he's somebody who can get things done. In terms of Molinero, I think in, these, in the next two and a half weeks, he's really going to be going after um, and capitalizing on the fact that there's a lot of corruption surrounding Cuomo to kind of uh, debase him in that sense. Um, it, as we've stated, it looks like Cuomo's got kind of got a great running lead, but you know, as as we get closer, third terms can be something that are really hard to run for. Um, people get tired of seeing the same name and the same face. Um, and Cuomo's accumulated plenty of enemies over the past eight years. So when it comes down to it, I think his margin of victory potentially could be a lot lower. Okay. Yeah, we'll say. I know four years ago it was lower than they expected yeah. as well. So, Ian, what are you going to keep an eye out for? Yeah. So going off of what Luke said. Uh, you know, we're gonna, you really have to watch out for uh, what Molinaro is going to do uh, to try and cut to try and cut Cuomo's numbers down. And, I mean, the same goes for the, the smaller party candidates like Stephanie Minor and Howie Hawkins. 
who are going to try and funnel votes away from Cuomo. Uh, just you really want to watch for them and how they're going to approach uh, the upcoming uh, election, knowing that they're not going to win, knowing that Cuomo has such a large margin, and seeing what they're going to do to try and impact that as much as they can. Okay, great. And Erin, you get the last word today. <laughs> All right. So I pretty much agree with the guys. Um, Cuomo really has a leg up on Molinaro. Um, the only thing that Molinaro really has on him is bringing out his corruption. So I really, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of negative ads on the radio and television um, that Molinaro is putting up against Cuomo. Um, things to look out for, I think, is if Molinaro is able to raise any more money and if he focuses on upstate New York, because that's where a lot of the Republicans in New York are. But right now he's been in New York City a lot. He hasn't really come to upstate too much. Um, and Cuomo has also been focused on New York City, but that's where a lot of the Democrats are. So he's kind of in a safe space there. Um, and if those things, if those two things don't happen, if he doesn't come to upstate New York, and if he doesn't raise a little bit more money, I think it's going to be a clear one for Cuomo. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't have the money, he's not going to be able to do the ads. And, and I, too, am surprised that, you know, given the fact that the New York City area is so heavily Democratic that he doesn't push more in the rest of the state where there's more Republican voters. Okay. Okay, well, thank you all for the conversation. Um, we've been speaking with Aaron McNeil, Ian Joseph, and Luke Govell. This is Decision New York 2018, first of our podcast. We have a couple more before um, the end for Election Day. Please join us again next week. Thank you.